when you receive a gift, enjoy it. Like try to actually enjoy the things that are coming to you that are blessings, that are good. Instead of being like, uh, negate, deflect, give a gift back. Can you just focus on fully receiving into your heart and breathing it in? What You don't even have to say, I receive it. You can just be in your heart. I receive it internally. You can say it internally, but really breathing that in and allowing the energy to fully be received and accepted without resistance. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hi, welcome back to the Art of Living Well podcast. Today is our 200th podcast episode. That is so exciting. Um, This is a significant milestone that really reflects our dedication, hard work, and deep commitment to delivering valuable content to our listeners. And actually, in next week's episode, we are going to reflect on and celebrate this remarkable journey that we've had with you. And we're just so excited. So happy 200th episode. And a quick announcement, we will be kicking off our 14-day Functional Medicine Liver Detox on January 7th, 2024. And we would love for you to sign up now and commit now before the craziness of the holidays. We are always better together. We are excited to get healthy together. We have a fabulous community. And this year, if you bring a friend that is brand new to our detox program, you will get $25 off your sign up. So just email us for your special code. And we look forward to having you join us so you can feel amazing going into 2024. And now let's welcome Oliver Nino, today's guest. He is also known as the Spiritual Activator. He is an energy medium, energy unblocking, and activation expert, thought leader, and celebrity spiritual advisor. As founder and creator of the GeoLove Healing Methodology, Oliver has performed more than 20,000 healing sessions and has trained and certified healers globally. He is on a mission to teach others how to clear, protect, and unblock their energy so they can attract more abundance, love, and purpose in their lives. As the spiritual activator, Oliver focuses on teaching people how to identify, activate, and master their spiritual gifts. He works on the entire energetic system, going straight to the root of the issue. His healing usually takes effect after one session rather than over the course of a long period of time. We got to dive into the topic of energy with Oliver and discuss how energy can often get trapped in the body and how we can protect ourselves from negative energy and to kind of stay in energetic balance. 
We also talked about how a person can align their energy and mindset to attract more abundance, love, and purpose into their lives. Oliver also did a quick energy scanning on both me and Stephanie to see like which areas of the body or chakras were open or blocked. And he said that often what is blocked are the areas that you're really focused on right now or that you should be focusing on right now. And we'll let you listen to the episode to hear what happened during that energy scanning. And without further ado, we are thrilled to welcome Oliver Nino. Let's face it, after a night with a couple of drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And as a busy mom, I have to make a choice. I can either enjoy a couple of glasses of wine with dinner or a great next day. That is until I found Zbiotics. Zbiotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic and the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it most. The first time I tried Zbiotics was at a wine tasting event and I had scheduled this early morning yoga class the next day. So as instructed, I drank my bottle of Zbiotics before consuming any alcohol and was honestly amazed at how good I felt the next day. This class ended up being much more intense and longer than I thought, yet I somehow got through it feeling stronger and more energized than I typically would after drinking any alcohol. I now regularly take Zbiotics anytime that I'm planning to have a couple of drinks so that I can wake up the next day with a clear head and the energy I need to tackle my day. Of course, it's important to drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep to feel your best the next day. So head on over to zbiotics.com A-O-L-W to get 15% off your first order when you use the code A-O-L-W at checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using our code so that you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion. Think about your upcoming social calendar, including birthdays, holidays, and other celebrations when you may want to enjoy a couple of cocktails without having it ruin how you feel the next day. And Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason at all, they will refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash A-O-L-W, that's Z-B-I-O-T-I-C-S, and use the code A-O-L-W at checkout for 15% off. Hi, Oliver. Stephanie and I are so excited to have you on the show today, and we love talking with like-minded people, and we're so excited to learn about all of the wonderful energy work that you're doing in the world today. And before we get started in this conversation, one thing we like to ask our guests is, what is your non-negotiable to start each day? Ooh, what's my non-negotiable? It's interesting because each... I'm. I'm very much a creative. So each day it's like different, there's different flows, but my non-negotiable really would have to be just time with myself, right? Potency, whether it's five minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of just, you know, no phones, no kids, like no distractions. And like, you know, me, either in nature or getting the sun or me in just, you know, a quiet space before all the external stimuli start coming and just being in touch with my energy, being like checking in, like, hmm, how am I? you know, how uh, and, and, and kind of recharging a bit, but just so I know 
who I am and what's what's real and what's me before I jump into what could be an amazing day or in a chaotic day or an exciting day, right? So for me, it's 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 definitely a check-in, which requires complete shutdown, even if it's just for a minute, so that you can I, I can feel my authentic self. Mm. That's, you know, we've had a lot of guests say something similar with the morning routine, but the way you just put that all together as far as, far as like why and like the intention behind it, I feel like it was really powerful. That's great Thank advice you. for everyone. Yeah. And then no distractions too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes- Because a, a lot of times, like, you know, you go throughout the day and the, the moment you wake up, you're on your phone and you're, and you are reactive. You're reactive to, mm-hmm. you're reactive to a bill. You're reactive to, you know, someone needing something for you. And I'm not saying don't be reactive. But when you don't know who you are, but you don't know what centered what what centered feels like, then you might think the chaos is normal, right? But if you feel it first, then you're gonna be like, oh wow, I was just feeling great a second ago, and now I'm kind of not. Then you can be like, okay, let me go back to that. So at least you have the contrast, and you can be like, okay, that's not really mine, even though it feels real. That's not who I am at the core, and I can return back to when. Right. Okay, that that is powerful. What you just said, like getting back to your your true essence and yourself, yeah. and like asking yourself, "Who are you?" Yeah, and you have a six week old in addition to two other boys. So if anyone can do this and take a little bit of time in the morning, you know, if you can, I feel like all of our listeners out there with busy lives and lots of kids and all that good stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't take much. Do a, a lot of the time, people think that you you need the you know an hour, three hour. And I know I've had friends, dear friends, that you know they meditate <laughs> three hours a day every day for the last seven years, and then their <laughs> life's still the same. And a lot of times, people miss out on it's not about the length of time you're in something; it's about your intention, your potency, and little goes a long way. Because once you, yeah, you know, someone somebody might take three hours to experience the silence and they experience themselves. But once you experience that frequency, it should be easy for you to get back to it because now you at least know what it is. So you can dial in and be like, that's what it is. That's what I want to experience. Um, and I want to experience it quickly, right? I mean, you can literally do this in five minutes, right? It's like setting aside the time, tuning in, yeah. taking away the distractions and just getting what you need, tuning into your own frequency. It can be fast. And that's what people don't realize. It's like, you know, speed mm-hmm. a lot of times when it comes to, in energy work, spiritual work, speed can be your best friend in a lot of ways. And and once you once you know what you're doing and how and, and, and you're able to reach or you know tap into these higher states of consciousness that normally takes people a longer time to do. So it's it, I feel like there's 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 also a faster path to that as well. Yeah, and I, we can't wait to dive into all of this and more today. So Oliver, as we um, start this conversation, we'd love for you to share in a nutshell with our listeners, your journey and how you got into energy work, became an energy healer and a spiritual activator, and maybe even describe what that is. Um, And we're also just curious, like when at some point, at what point in your life did you realize that you had these um, gifts, if you will? Yeah. I mean, it's quite an interesting story because, um, I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing now. Like, you know, it's the furthest thing from my mind. I mean, yes, looking back, it all makes sense. I grew up in a, I grew up in a household where energy and spiritual gifts, they're they're not something that's weird, right? I mean, you know, my dad's gifted, my grandfather's gifted. I mean, I've heard about stories, seen it firsthand about, you know, spiritual gifts running in the family um, in a little bit more of a, uh, you know, religious setting. Um, 
but I also grew up in the Philippines to where healers are, you know, normal, like, you know, energy work, you know, there's a lot of really powerful stories of healers that came from the Philippines. So when I'm hearing these stories and these legends and, and my parents and everybody talking about it, I'm like, it's normal. So I grew up where it was normalized. And I think that was one of the best things that ever happened. It wasn't weird. It wasn't woo woo. It was like, all right, that happens. I never showed any interest, but at least it was around me to where I'm like, okay, it's, it's not something that would make me run away. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that created a great foundation. I never knew I was gifted. I, I was, I thought I was flawed, broken, um, not worthy, all those different things, inadequacy ran, ran deep. So like for me, the thought of even being a healer and doing what I'm doing now, I would have never guessed. But, um, you know, when, it, when there's a calling, there's a calling, right? And, and it happens and you, we can't really control when the awakening happens and all that stuff. Uh, my background is mostly in business, right? Um, very successful in online businesses, building, selling businesses, you know, so I was kind of set um, in, in, in my way, um, as far as like, I didn't need anything else. Look at business, got abundance. Great. I found my purpose. I found what I'm here to do. I don't need anything. And that worked until it didn't, um, till, you know, till you have issues with business issues in your relationship issues with self-worth that you can't outrun. You can't bury yourself in business that you can't escape, but it's facing you. And when it came to a point where things started to face me, I tried everything I can because I'm, I'm mostly left brain. So I've, I, I've tried, you know, working in my mind, my emotions, rewiring it, all those different things. And not to say that they didn't work. I mean, I felt like there's progress, but it's not the kind that was consistent or the kind that was permanent. I still have, I was still having to address issues and they would come up again after a few months. And it was like a, or like a hamster wheel of like same problem, different day kind of thing. So for me, that's when the search for something to help me um, started. And I stumbled on energy work and uh, and it worked when everything else failed and it worked faster than anything else I've ever seen. Uh, and it was a one and none. A lot of things um, when I started doing energy work and got and got to the root and the core of what's, what's really um, blocking me, then those issues never showed up again. So for me, it was out of necessity to have a better life that um, that I pursued learning it. And then the deeper I went, it, it was like it started to where people could start seeing how my life changed. So naturally, I'm sharing it with my friends and family members, you know, and, and sharing my gift with them. And then they'll bring their friends and family members. Next thing you know, like, you know, I was living this double life of successful entrepreneur uh, for 10 years, for like, you know, for first 10 years, successful entrepreneur and on the side doing tens and thousands of sessions, like, you know, with people that were coming and there were like just referrals. And I'm like, uh, it was like, a, it was like a secret life that I was living. For a while. <laughs> so I was like, in that world, you don't speak energy. It's all business. Right. And I was afraid of being um, kicked out or judged or being an outcast. So yeah, that's kind of like how it started for me. It was, it was, I craved it because I needed it. Then people around me saw the changes and then they were curious. So I shared it. And then the word spread to where it got to a point where like, you know, I'm like, I guess this is what I do on the side, but nobody can learn about it. Right. So that was kind of like my introduction to it is uh, it, it's, it, it was never a, something that I, that I, I wanted to do as a purpose, as purpose work as I'm doing now, it's something that I had to do for myself. And I felt called to do it for others. And it kind of just organically spread from there. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like a lot of people that get into this type of work, that's a very, they have similar stories. Um, so super interesting. And I'm wondering if you can 
share with our listeners? Like, you know, you're saying energy work and energy this and energy that, but like, what is that? What do you mean by energy work? And I know that energy, you know, can get trapped in the body. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, everything is, people can be doing energy work without them knowing it because thoughts have energies, emotions have energies, you know, um, um, and and physical conditions have certain energy. So everything is energy and you can be like, you know, working on your mindset and you're like, and rewiring a limiting belief and be doing energy work without knowing it because everything has, you know, energy attached to it, right? Um, So a lot of times, I mean, people that they do energy work, they've done energy work when they're doing breath work like, you know, and relaxing, it's a form of energy work. Or when they're meditating and trying to, you know, find clarity or be, you know, or access a higher level of consciousness, that's energy work. I mean, energy is involved in it. Um, so th- the way I do energy work is really being able to tap in to see where the blocks are, because people have blocks in their body. Like, you know, if somebody has a traumatic life event that happens to them, like, you know, it doesn't just go away. It gets stored in your body. And next thing you know, once it's stored in your body, like, you know, it's affecting you, affecting your thoughts, affecting the, you know, how you feel. Next thing you know, you're attracting people who have the same resonance with that. So if you're like, like me, you were bullied and then, you know, and it would cause you heartache and it costs an energy block of trauma in your heart. Next thing you know, you might be wondering, why am I attracting people with closed hearts or narcissistic or people that make me feel invisible or aren't open to love? And that's because they exist in the same vibration that you're in a closed heart. Therefore they're showing up. Mm. And when you remove that all of a sudden, like, you know, the people that resonate there can't resonate with you anymore because they can't do the dance with you. They're not in that same frequency. It's like, it's like changing the, the, the song on the radio or changing the station. You may be listening to blues and you change it and it's hip hop or change it. And it's jazz change it. And it's rock. I mean, it's, it's all available there. It's like what you're tuning into. So, on an energetic level, that's what happens is like whatever, you know, you, whatever blocks you have, whether it's conscious or it's mostly unconscious, that starts to attract people, um, problems, situations that are of similar frequency and nature to what you have within you, which can be caused by um, traumatic events. It can be caused by your environment. Some people are they're very sensitive to their environment and their environment affects them more than they know. You know, people, where they live, where they work could be gestational it could be like you know it's it's handed down to you based on the trauma that your your mom experienced when you were in the womb and it's affecting mm-hmm. it's affecting you or it can be generational you know your great great grandparents had it your grandparents have you know your, your parents had it and now you have it and it's the same problem the same pattern passed on energetically you didn't create it but you're dealing with the ramifications of it right so there's a lot of different ways that energy blocks get handed down right and the most important thing is not it's not important to know where you know, you know, what's the inception point or how it got there. It's not important at all because you can, you might never know if it was created by your great, great grandparents, then you're going to drive yourself nuts trying to figure out how did you create it when you weren't even there when it was created. Right. But the most important thing is there's a block that was passed down. You have it, you got to remove it so you can move on and you don't even have to know or revisit the trauma to move on. You just have to, not simply, but you have to, <laughs> be able to remove or be open to removing the blocks that are holding you back. So this is so fascinating to me and I, I have so many questions, but I'm I'm even thinking about, so the, the subject of energy in general is really yeah. fascinating to me. And I'm thinking about how 
you can walk into a room and depending on who's in the room, there are people that literally suck the life out of a room, right? Or you walk into a room and somebody's like this bright light and you just want to be around them because they have so much energy or, you know, maybe you're crabby from something and you're sucking the life out of the room. Like who knows what it is, but the energy that you're talking about is energy in the body, but this is all the same energy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You can walk in the room and depending on someone's level of how open they are to energy, they can walk in the room and they might be what I call um, thinkers to where they just know what someone's thinking. They're like, oh yeah, they're, they're sad and they're, oh, they're going through some stuff, but they can't, it's not really jarring or throwing them off. They just know what someone's thinking, or it can be someone who's a feeler to where if someone's feeling anxious, they feel that energy and their body produces the same um, uh, emotion to where they're feeling anxious the same as way as their the other person is, and they're and they're and then now they're like I just can't be in crowds or I can't be in in airports and concerts or you know in in, in places where there are people because they just absorb everything on an emotional level, and then there's embodiers to where it's everything they they you know they know what someone's thinking, they know what someone's feeling, but if somebody has a shoulder pain, they have a shoulder pain as well because the depth of their embodiment of energy and how it affects them is just so deep to where they feel it all. And it's hard for them to know what's theirs and what's not theirs, right? So that's one way of doing it. But you don't have to be in front of a person to be emotionally and energetically affected by them. Um, I mean, a lot of times people are like, hmm, I'm thinking about this person randomly. You know, they don't know why. Next thing you know, that person calls and they haven't talked to that person in in a month or in a year. (laughs) And they're like, wow, you just popped up and they called or emailed out of nowhere because Energy is energy. It it, it travels um, faster than than light. By the time you think about somebody, it's like you're you're energetically connected to them. And depending on how open or in tune you are with energy, you might be able to feel that or not. But it can happen when you're in front of somebody. It can happen when they're you know a thousand miles away. You know, and you can almost manifest what you want. But I mean, it's not that different from manifestation, right? Like it's yeah, all I mean, connected. It's all, it's all they're all connected um and a lot of people don't get it to where it's if everything is energy right you know so when they get it then you can be like okay if you have a if you if i had a choice between working on 50 traumas right that i've experienced whether it's passed down to me and i i don't know or it's created by life events right or the energy of it because the thing about like 50 traumatic events let's say for some reason the 50 traumatic events each one of them whether you're aware of them or not leave an imprint in your heart. I would rather work on removing the block in the heart because as I remove that, I may be removing, you know, um, 30 limiting beliefs energetically, you know, you know, 20 emotions that are disempowering in nature and trauma. And I'm affecting, I'm removing the effect on my body and my mind and my emotions without having to know what it is. But I just feel good. I'm just able to, to do it. Versus having to go through each and say every single one of them, relive them, try to figure out where they are, and at the end of the day, still feel like I'm trapped, right? So for me, I like energy because it's just a faster approach and a less traumatic when it comes to like being able to move forward. That makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. And all these explanations and these stories that you've given um, are really helpful. I'm just thinking for someone who isn't as in tune with their energy. And, you know, I personally have done work with energy healers. So I, 
I get it. But like we were talking about these energy blocks and these traumatic events. And what if someone doesn't realize that their feelings or um, their reactions to certain situations or events are because of, you know, gestational or generational trauma or whatever these situations are? How can they tune into that blockage and help try to release it? And and I know you have a book and we can dive into that a little bit too. Um, but for someone yeah. who's not as in tune with what's going on, but really curious when they're listening to this conversation today. Yeah. Or I, 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 I can I add one more thing onto what yeah. she's asking? Mm-hmm. Even the person that's not curious and just yeah. believes it's a bunch of BS, but they have the energy blocks too. So right. can you address all of that? There's yeah, probably I mean, a lot of those out there. But yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because about 30% of the people that end up going to our workshops, they're, they are the skeptical. They are the logical. They're, yeah. I've got people that go there and, and they sit in the front row with a notebook and I'm like, wow, they're they're so studious. They're like taking down every single thing I'm saying. And and then they come to me afterwards, you know, like, I feel so bad, you know, because their lives has changed and, you know, and they're like, everything's changed. But when I was writing notes, I was finding ways to disprove everything you're saying. But then by the end of the workshop, like, you know, all these signs and things that come through to where it's irrefutable that there's no way you are right. Right. And I've had people like that. And it's it's fun because, you know, um, the, the mind will challenge it, but the mind will never be ahead of it. The mind is always behind. Like, you know, if you think about it, the mind is. Like, you know, looking for proof, looking and, and, and energy lives in a, a different realm. It lives in, in a different realm to where the mind can't really understand it. It can only kind of get a glimpse of what's going on after it's done. So by the time the mind catches up, it's already done. By the, by, by the, by, so look at lottery winners. By the time the mind catches up, like we really won the lottery, they already won the lottery. You know, it was not a prerequisite for them to believe you know, action was needed, of course, and you needed to buy the lottery tickets to win. So the action made a difference, sure. But the mind didn't need to be on board for the manifestation, for the blessing to come their way. You might even be skeptical in denial, but it doesn't matter. It still happened. So those two things operate um, independently, the mind and energy. You can be extremely skeptical and still have everything happen and you still be in denial. And I, I met so many people like that. To where they're in denial and they're skeptical even if things are happening to them they're like it doesn't work until one day they start to believe because they're like there's no other option there's no other way but to believe based on everything that they experience so yeah i mean i deal with that all the time and i think it's totally normal it's actually there's a healthy form of it right hmm. to where like hmm, i'm skeptical i don't know how this works but i'm open and uh and a lot of the times as well it's just like even if somebody doesn't know they're working on energy it happens all the time because we get science right? It's like, you know, someone's talking, you're talking to somebody and you're having a hard time standing in your power and it, it, it frustrates you. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, I got to be able to speak my truth. I have to be able to lay down boundaries. And eventually they, they gain the courage to speak their truth, which clears their throat chakra, stand in their power and, and lay their boundaries, which clears their power center. And they didn't even know that they were doing that, but it doesn't matter because a lot of times, you know, stepping up to the plate, acting, taking action, choosing to open your heart, choosing to forgive, choosing to do self-care, choosing to speak your truth. They don't seem spiritual, but they have extreme spiritual effects that clear your energy without you ever knowing that you're clearing energy. Because a lot of times when people think of clearing energy, you're thinking of you know, a shaman with, with saging you and you're in crystal yeah. and you're levitating in the bed and all that crazy <laughs> stuff. And it's simply not the case. We're energetic beings. So a lot of the things that we do 
that seemed totally normal from journaling to singing to creating to being to you know to being empathic to wanting to help people all these different things that we choose to do that are normal have huge you know um, um, energetic benefits you know what I mean so I think that's one of the things that I do want to drill down to where somebody can literally be clearing their energy in the best of ways and not know it hmm. and never know it and that's okay because energy is not you know a new term it's just simply you know a byproduct of what we are and 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 our thoughts emotions and how we live life it all has this energetic um, um component to it so whether or not you know what it is you believe what it is it doesn't matter it's like oxygen it's invisible you might not need proof but it's there and it's it's helping you <laughs> I think that's a great analogy. I heard you, I, th- I don't know, remember if it was in your book or on a something else I listened to, but I remember you said that with the oxygen. And I think that will resonate with a lot of people because a lot of people think energy work is, I do not like the word woo particularly, right. but they, they think it's like not scientific. But so does that mean oxygen isn't scientific because you can't see it? Like it's, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? There's a lot of things we can't see, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've had, we, we have a lot of friends in the in the, the science community, the brightest and brightest of minds. And you know, and I'm, and in public, you, it's everything you would expect. You know, they're teaching hospitals, they're they're doing um, uh, presentations in big forums and all different things. They've got papers written about them. They're great. Behind the scenes, they're completely energetic, but they'll never admit it because they'll know they, they'll be discredited. So they just don't. But right. they're they're that. So a lot of the smartest minds that I met that are super like scientific, even medical field to where they're like, whoa, they're, they're like the geniuses of their, their, their time. They're a lot of them are, energy, are, are into this, but they'll just never say it because of the personal, the, the public stigma that might come from it. And they just don't want it. So they, 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 they hold it close to their chest. That's so interesting. Do you think that some of this is cultural? Like you mentioned, you're from the Philippines and that it was yep. very normal in your, in your culture and your family. Um, but not as much in the U.S. and you hear about this more in different countries. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's cultural for sure plays a, a part of it. But a lot of the times as well is I've seen it to where it comes and you just can't shake it off. Some people that have it's never in their culture. You know, something happens right. in their life, whether it's traumatic, tragic, or during the low point. And when you're in a low point, you never can predict when something comes up and lifts you up and opens your eyes. So you hear all these stories about people that had near death experiences and then, and then they almost died or they did die for a few minutes or a few hours. And then when they come back, all of a sudden they're able to do things that they were never able to do. Or when somebody gets a transplant, like in a heart transplant, and the next thing you know, they're having all these images and memories that weren't theirs come to find out it was the, the donors. Right. And how does that happen? Because even organs, you know, have energy stored energy. in them. They carry energetic memory. So that's it's, what happens. It's 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 one of the things that were. That's like, how can you dispute dispute that? Right? You can't. Right. I mean, right. I think about that. So I don't eat red meat, but I do eat chicken. And I think about you know the chickens that I'm ingesting. Like, how were their lives? Were they human humanely treated? Like, or am I eating food that had Am I ingesting the energy of the food yep. that had a terrible life? And I don't yep. want to ingest that energy. Like I think there's so, I mean, I think the trees have energy and I mean, every living, breathing thing yeah, <laughs> has energy. I, um, so. And I like your, I like your, I like your point. And, and, and that's why, you know, 
typically before I eat, what doesn't matter if it's, you know, veggies or a chicken, it's always the same as I want to clear my food. I want to set an intention to remove all toxic fear-based energy in it energies that's like you know that's been experienced or passed down to what i'm eating and i want to make sure i'm also sending love and blessing everybody that was a part of the creation you know of, of this meal like you know bless them with love and all those different things because i feel like energy can be transmuted it can be elevated in higher levels to where it's not the same it's because someone is depressed i mean they're depressed forever they, it can elevate and same thing with the food that we eat Right, you know, it's it's like you know, it's because you, you can definitely tell if you have a waiter serving you, and they're in a bad mood, you you feel it because they're, they're care or the chef is 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 yeah. sad and they're cooking your meal. You'll be able to feel a difference. All of a sudden, you're like, what's going on? Right, even though you're not able to kind of pinpoint it, but when you pay attention, you're like, wow, I wasn't feeling sad. Now I'm feeling sad. Oh wow, yeah. Okay. And then they tell you they're tired their life, and they're like, whoa. Right, because energy gets transferred in food and water and what we drink, what we consume, in the bed that we lay down, everything. But when we start living consciously and realizing, yes, especially what you eat, because that's a faster acting than anything else, is what you ingest when it comes to energy, is when you start elevating the energy of it before you consume it, it makes a difference. Okay, I love that that idea. And you know, you've heard I've heard, you know, say you're grateful before you eat or some. People say like a prayer or something, but really I love what you're, what you just discussed because you're right. I mean, you are consuming it. It's getting into your body. And so doing this sort of like energy clearing, if you will, seems to be such a, a simple, but yet, you know, humbling because there are a lot of people and, you know, you're eating an animal potentially or the plants. And like you said, a lot of work has gone into the food getting to your plate. So yep. I think what a great like ritual to do and showing gratitude for that yeah. food and the people that brought the food to be. And, um, I just read this book recently. I, I think it was called like braiding sweetgrass. I don't know if either of you have ever heard of it, but they talk about how, um, you know, like sometimes we think when we buy food, like strawberries, for example, we own the strawberries, right? There are strawberries, but really the strawberries own themselves, right? They're, the strawberries belong to nobody, the earth, the plant that they grew in. And we're enjoying a gift of the strawberries by eating them. And I thought that was a really interesting way to think about the food that we eat and the earth and all the, all the abundance that we have. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Marty and I are thrilled to share two new products that we've both been using daily for several months and are loving the results. Do you need better nutrition, improved energy or focus, but don't know how? Well, Energy Bit Spirulina Algae Tablets are your answer. They are effortless to take and organically grown. These bits of food are 100% spirulina, which is the most nutrient dense, antioxidant rich, high protein food in the world. You just swallow or chew a few tablets each morning or whenever you are tired or hungry to improve your mitochondria, your energy, your gut health, focus, and reduce your hunger and cravings. They also replace the need for your caffeine. Energy bits are safe for the entire family and pets love them too. Maybe you wanna improve your gut health, support your detoxification, or add more green nutrition into your diet. Recovery Bits Chlorella tablets are the perfect solution. Recovery Bits USDA certified chlorella tablets are bits of food that strengthen your immune system, protect you from colds or viruses, remove toxins, speed recovery from a sports injury, 
and add vegetables and greens to your diet. This will help ensure that you're getting your greens on a daily basis. The recovery bits also help you enjoy better sleep when you take them before bed. I've noticed a big improvement in my sleep. I'm sleeping much more soundly, not waking up at night. And when I do wake up in the morning, I have so much energy and just feel really well rested. So if you're ready to supercharge your energy, health, and longevity, head on over to energybits.com. That's E-N-E-R-G-Y-B-I-T-S.com. Use the discount code LIVINGWELL for 20% off your entire order. So Oliver, we, we've talked a lot about energy. How can we protect our energy and sort of keep the negative energy away? You know, because obviously we want to hopefully, you know, do some of the work, recognize when we have a little bit of blockage, but ultimately live a life where you're not getting, maybe we may be exposed to negative energy, but we're not letting it impact us as much. Got it. Yeah. I mean, there's levels to it um, for sure. I mean, ultimately, like, your vibration is your protection. So ultimately you get to a place to where you work on yourself a lot to where you don't need to protect yourself because things because you're stronger and things hmm. on a higher vibration, like you know, we things from the lower vibration just simply they just don't show up at higher vibrations. Or if they do, they're so small to where you're just so resourceful to where it's dealt with in, in a second. But at the beginning, it's it's harder because you're you don't know what you don't know, and you're the way I look at it. Somebody can be drowning in a sea of energy, and that's what they're used to. So at the beginning, yes, you need to you know it's important to protect yourself, you know, because it's like the life vest that you throw when someone's drowning, and now they're not spending ninety nine percent of their time trying to survive. They can be like, have a breather, then they get out of it, and they get used to not being in a drowning situation. Then it becomes then it's out of their reality. It's only in the reality when it's happening, but like, you know, when you're walking on what, when you're walking in, in land and you're, you're not even in any body of water, you're not thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of drowning right now. You can't because it's not even your reality. But for some people, you live most of their lives in the reality of drowning in energy. So I think protection is super important. Um, there's lots of ways of doing it from like, you know, from buying crystals that, you know, like, you know, I like, I, I like the beginning use as many as many training wheels as you can because training wheels it gives you the opportunity to experience what it feels like and then you can come back to it later without training wheels or have it if you want to i mean it's like again the tools are here for a reason so whether they're crystals and you're buying a smoky quartz or you know you know or an obsidian or something that absorbs negativity and you put it right next to something like citrine that clears negative energy so now you have a system something that attracts a negative energy or Instead of it going to your body, it goes to the crystal first. So that's your line of defense. And then you have a crystal next to it that clears it. And whether you have that in your workspace, where you're sleeping or in your purse or as the necklace or a bracelet touching each other, now you're starting to think of, of, of it as a system of like, okay, I can absorb energy, but I don't have to. This can do it for me and this can. So it could be crystals. It can be intentions. It can be um, doing things before you go out that raise your vibration so you're a little bit of a high. i mean there's a lot of different ways to go about it um for sure but protection is one of the things to where the beginning it's all you think about till you realize who you are and be like wow you mean to tell me that this is this is me and all the other things i was feeling thought today they weren't even mine and you can tell the difference of what's clear and what's you being bombarded and you realize that's not normal 
me living this way tired, like, you know, and feeling these roller coaster of emotions randomly that I don't even have context for, it's not normal. This is normal. So you start seeing that and you start getting motivated to live at a higher space because it makes you feel better. Your quality of life and your quality of day increases and you start demanding more for yourself than you did in the past. It, you know, I think you talked about this in one of your, either in a podcast or a book that I was listening to, but like kind of like a, an energy detox. Yep. And I love the analogy that you gave with the training wheels because I think that's a great one. But just like you would with a food detox, you eliminate foods and all of a sudden you're like, oh gosh, I didn't know I could feel this good. I thought this was normal to feel bloating and digestive issues or, you know, skin issues or what have you. And like with the energy, you get rid of those negative energy blockages and all of a sudden you feel so much better and you have more energy and your the anxiety goes away and things like that. Um, I think it's really powerful. Um, and maybe we can dive in and talk about your book and a lot of the suggestions and, you know, the kind of like yeah, the programs I mean, that you walk people through. And here's yeah, his I mean, book for those of you on YouTube. It's called The Spiritual yeah. Activator. This is what the cover looks like. It's very pretty. I like it a lot. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, detox is like, is, is, is the same thing as like, the same concept as people that go on a juice detox or a green juice detox, right? It's like over time, your body, you know, has all these toxins that build up that affect your mental, emotional, physical well-being. And you do a detox to, you know, flush them out. So you feel better, right? That's the intention. And the same thing here is like, the way I look at it is over time, there's a lot of blocks that you absorb from childhood till now that hold you back. And it almost feels like you're driving with emergency brakes on at times. And that's what it is. You know, you, you really have this invisible barrier between you and what you want. And no matter what you do, you just simply can't get there, no matter how hard you try. And that's what a detox is. It, it is really removing a lot of these things that aren't you so you can move forward, you know, and whether that's abundance, whether that's relationships, whether that's internal peace, whether that's finding your purpose, whether that's feeling better um, physically. I mean, I've seen energy blocks affect all those areas and more. So a lot of it is the, it's the book has the 15, it's a 15 day um, process and you can totally do, go longer of just how do you protect your energy? How do you clear energy if you absorb it? How do you raise your vibration? What are spiritual gifts? How do you, you know, um, how do you um, uncover yours? And how do you step into your purpose? Um, if you, if, if you so choose to, because some, a lot of people, they're, they've been seeking for their purpose and they want to live a purpose-driven life. They just don't know how, or you don't think, you know, they're worthy of it or, you know, they or, or for whatever reason, they're just, it's, it's, it's something that they want to do, but they're blocked, right? So, I mean, the book really just goes through that. And the detox is important because, again, it's almost like you have a cup and the cup is full with dirty water, right? I mean, first first thing you got to do is chuck it, right? And fill it up with clean water. And a lot of times, you know, people don't do that. They, they have this and they just pour what they think is clean water and it's and it's, it's diluted, it's muddied, it's, and it's contaminated the whole way through. And they're wondering why things aren't changing. You got to do the hard part, chuck it, purge all the things that aren't you, and then you can refill it with things that are. And I feel like that's such a good, you know, start to introducing yourself to the life that you want, you know? That I loved all the way the ways that you explain that. And it's just me. So Stephanie and I actually run a quarterly liver detox. That's seven days. 
and it's more food related, but we do talk about, you know, detoxing products in your life and detoxing the clutter in your mind and all of that. And in January, we actually often run a 14 day detox and it would be super interesting to somehow incorporate your detox, the energy detox, is that if that's what you would call it, alongside this. I don't know if it would bombard a person with like too much happening in their body at one time, but it almost feels like it would give you like a very clean slate in January to just like. Yeah, we, we have a lot of people that do both. They do. And okay. the why is because one builds on top of each other. Yeah. You're already doing the work, right? You're doing the work. You're already purging everything. You might as well do a bigger purge. And a lot of people that do our detox are alumni. So they've done the food part many times in some cases. So that's not always new for people. So this would be a really nice compliment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen it go hand in hand because the more, the cleaner you are with what you eat, you know, the easier things are energetically and, and so on and so forth. And a lot of times like, you know, yeah, I've seen them go hand in hand. I, I, we have a lot of people that are that are into health, um, that um, that come from that space of wanting to. They they're experiencing um, you know um, conditions in their life that affect them physically or restrict them, and and health is their 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 way to gain some traction into resolving that. So uh, we get a lot of that, um, and I've seen them. I've seen it work miracles when you mix both, and it's just fast. It's just a faster process. Well, we'll have to talk off the air about that. <laughs> Of course. So we mentioned that you could possibly do a quick energy clearing with us. Would this be a good time to try that? Scanning. I can scan. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Check. Scan. Scan. Yeah. yeah. Energy healings, they're like 30 minutes to 90 minutes and it's, it's quiet and boring and, you know, it's, um, and it's, uh, but this one is just like scanning. So if I'm looking at, let's say Marnie and I'm just checking your energy and I'm looking at, Right. So your upper chakras are clear. So it's more like throat, heart, and power center are the blocks. Speaking truth, tending your power, and of course, um, blockages in the heart related to to that. So that's the pattern. Uh, and and again, the patterns are uh, typically indicative of what you're working on the most, or what's what you should be working on the most right now. What's for the highest good? What your life lessons are. And they're also, they're also a lot of times when somebody's not manifesting what they want, like typically the, the initial pattern that comes up are the things that are directly related to why, as to why they're not, which makes sense because, you know, standing in your power, if you want to manifest, it's important to own your power. And, and, and we manifest more from our heart than our minds because our hearts have a, a bigger electrical field. But if that's blocked then you're not able to use the full manifestation power of that and being able to speak your truth, speaking is a way where we, um, pretty much ground our intentions into the real world. When you say it, when you speak it, it's, you know, that's why sound healing is so, so powerful and music moves people, sound does. So when you're, when you're, when your voice and your, when your throat is, is blocked from expressing, then that's one of the ways that you also manifest, but you can do it fully. And they all lined up together, right? Um, for, for that pattern. And then for, for Stephanie, it's more, let's see. So yours is third eye related, right? So third eye, but then third eye, right ear, and then heart, power center, sickle. So that's an interesting pattern because it's a pattern of an empath that is affected by energy coming through sound, right? Typically, right, typically male, left is female. So right is 
So third eye, right. So how it works, let's say somebody talks to you, male, it could be a fight or, or it could be, it could be overt or covert, meaning to say someone's fighting with you and saying horrible things, right? Goes to your right ear. And now it affects your heart because it hurts your power center. It's just, you can't stand your power and your sacral, which is your ability to create or desire and sexual stuff, right? Um, and then the, the interesting part is, is it's your third eye. You could It could also be someone just is sad or feeling, you know, shut down and you're, they're talking to you and they're not even saying anything mean. They can just be talking to you. But since um, your vo voice and sound carries energy and, and you're sensitive to it, you may be feeling their heartache, their their ability to not stand in their power, their pain, just from their speaking because your third eye is open. So now you're experiencing what they're experiencing in those areas, even if they're just saying, I'm doing good, but I'm not really doing good. You're, you're tuning in and feeling all their trauma, right? Or it could even be something to where, you know, um, somebody in the past is saying negative stuff about your gift or third eye, or they're afraid of it. And, and it affects um, your belief system and your feeling. So just a lot of different reasons why that pattern comes up. And I'm giving like the most common ones that I've seen that people could probably relate with, but your pattern is more empathic in nature, right? Of that's, yeah. that's the, that's the entry point is like literally you being an empath and then going to your, to your, and not to say that that's your, that's the only block, but for some reason, that's the block that's apparent right now for you to pay attention to and work through. Right. That makes Very sense. Those are, those are, those are like, and again, um, even though it's some similarities in what's blocked, the inception point for Stephanie is third eye and ear. Whereas Marnie, if I were, if I were to guess for you, it's more of a, a direct interaction, like, you know, you know, um, either environment or it was, it's more of like, it's not so much, uh, third eye related, or, you know, it's more of like an event or trauma or some interaction related when it's when those things aren't as as um aren't blocked or you could have done work on them to work they're not showing up anymore and that's the only thing that's showing up but that's well, what's really interesting is that i have a book that's literally launching next week all about finding my voice and all about speaking my truth and stepping well, into my authentic self which i've done a ton of work on so it's interesting that you're saying it's still blocked because I feel well, like it's so unblocked from where it well, was. Well, 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 wait till you launch it. Because yes. when you launch a book, a lot of healing comes up. But yes. I, we thought we were done healing certain areas of our life till we launched the book. Then things come up and we're like, oh, there you go. And it's like these lessons, they're like layers of the onion to where like, you know, when you do something, and that's the thing, like, you know, we've like literally there are things to where I have, I, I have not even thought about in 20 years. And when you launch a book, it's all about, it's different level. It's being now, now you're being seen. Now your work is out in the world. Now you could be attacked. You can be judged. All these different things come to where you're like, you aren't experiencing that pre-launch post-launch you are. Right. So yeah. I feel like even though we've worked on lessons, I feel like a video game, there's levels to those lessons. For example, surrender. It's easy to surrender when you have nothing left to lose, when you're rock bottom and you are there and you're like, nothing's working, surrender is easy because what do you have to lose, right? But when you yeah. have a lot and you're jumping from good to great and all of a sudden, you know, you could lose stuff and you have, you, you've got stuff on the line, surrender is much more difficult. But the lesson is still there and there's different and it gets it progressively, you know, 
challenges you more and more. But I feel like with lessons, they're never really fully done. They we we there's higher and higher versions of it. And a lot of times when when I'm tapping into um people's blockages, is this where there's a lot of energy happening in that area right now, right? It can be a block or it can be overactive where there's just so much activity happening as well. So, um, and that can also be a block because if it's overactive, then that can, then it can cross the imbalance as well. So it can be blocks. It can be just so much active, uh, you know, there's so much activity happening in that area. Uh, it can be a lot of different things, right? But that's your pattern. And now you at least know that what you're, whatever phase you're in in life right now, that's the important part to pay attention to. Opening your heart more, speaking your truth even more, stepping in your power even more in everything that you do. Okay. Well, thank you. Of course. I thought that was so timely when, Oliver, when you said that, just, I was thinking the same thing that you were. So, um, gosh, there's so much more we want to talk about with your book and all the techniques and everything, Oliver, that you have in there. Um, Maybe we could talk a little bit um, as we start to wrap this up, just like practical techniques, strategies. You know, we love leaving our listeners with some tips, if you will, to help them, you know, identify and release blockages. You've already kind of shared a couple of things, but even like aligning your energy around the mindset. So if you want to attract more abundance or love or just purpose in your life, you know, anything like practical that someone could do within the next, you know, say 24 hours. I mean, yeah, it's really good. I mean, because a lot of times when you think of abundance, you're thinking of something step by step, what can I do? But a lot of times when I say abundance, it sometimes it can be, it, it can boil down to people sometimes are good at giving, but they're terrible at receiving. But yeah. um, and uh, it can, because they have a closed heart to receiving, they, and, and it, it can be as simple as when somebody gives you a compliment, do you fully receive it? When somebody gives you a gift, do you fully receive or are you kind of awkward or you're like, oh yeah, you look good too. You got to find a way to, you can't, versus like taking a breath. And, and it's really, really hard. Like I definitely, really like when you say open, that I need to open my heart, I for sure have that problem. Yep. I struggle to take a compliment. I always want to turn it back to the other person, yep. deflect it. Like it's really, because yep. you don't, you don't want to be cocky. You don't want to be like, oh, thanks. Like. Yeah. And 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 how and how you, and a lot of times how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're not wanting to receive compliment and, and that's what you're conscious of, what do you think you're doing on an unconscious level with abundance? If it if you have way too much abundance that comes that you're not ready for, that you think you, you didn't work hard for, or it's like too good to be true, you didn't do the steps for, and you're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to look like you know, all those things come in. And a lot of people at times unconsciously push abundance away because of the rules around abundance. So, so abundance is a loaded thing. I can talk about this for days. I mean, it's your openness to receive, your relationship with receiving. It is definitely your rules around abundance. It's, it's, it's a hard work. You have to spend five, 10 years to get there, right? It could be worthiness or adequacy issues. It can be you losing people. Like if your parents or you, you know, don't like rich people, if they're like money is the root of all evil kind of thing. Then if you become abundant, who will you lose, right? Or if you become abundant, is there some? Will that require you to be a, a a different version of you? And by doing that, would you lose a partner? Would you lose your community? Would you lose an identity? Would you lose love and connection in some way? If you're used to, some people are used to their parents loving on them, taking care of them because they're always needing help. So all of a sudden you're good and you don't need help and you're abundant. Does that mean? You lose that form of love and connection that you feel when people are like, are you okay? Can I help you? So there's that. 
There is your reaction to abundance. When you look at a bill, do you cringe? Right? Do you like, oof, like, you know, and then all, all of a sudden, what you want now is associated with a cringe or something negative, which puts you in a polar energetic vibration from that which you want, which makes like two magnets of the same side. You just can't get it. So when it comes to abundance, it's a loaded topic. But a good start is like working on somebody gives you a compliment, take a deep breath and be like, I fully receive it. Thank you. And mm. try to receive it, right? And when you do something for yourself, like self-care, don't guilt yourself for it. When you receive a gift, enjoy it. Like try to actually enjoy the things that are coming to you that are blessings, that are good. Instead of being like, uh, negate, deflect, give a gift back. Can you just focus on fully receiving into your heart and breathing it in? Well, you don't even have to say, I receive it. You can just be here in your heart. I receive it internally. You can say it internally, but really breathing that in and allowing the energy to fully be received and accepted without resistance. There's so much abundance wise. But again, sounds so simple. It's not 67 steps and and you know you're in a you know and you're in the journey. It's, it's a simple one, but it's hard to implement, but makes a big difference. Wow. I can resonate with so much like what you said. Um I think this is really helpful. I think we may have to have you come on for a part two, just to talk about abundance, honestly, because it is something that I think Marty and I, I mean, honestly, with our clients and people we interact with in our community, I think this could help so many people. And I think a lot of women who are our followers, you know, largely, not entirely struggle with this, you know, just so gosh. And children too. Like I'm thinking about my teenagers even if I'm giving them a compliment, one of them a compliment, I notice that they do what I do. They deflect it. Oh, well, you too, mom. Or, you know, but I want to teach them at their age now. I love what you just said about just like taking a breath and Mm -hmm. saying like, I, I hear you or I receive it or thank you or whatever it is. And just like really taking that in. I think that's a really good lesson to learn. And the younger you are, the better. (laughs) Absolutely. the The cool thing about you, you know, them copying you, guess what? As you do this and embody it, they're going to copy the new yeah. version of you. That's, right. the beauty, that's the beauty of being a parent is you are their role model in an environment. So as you shift and grow, they follow along, you know? Well, because it seems like this all goes back to like feeling worthy and shame. Like I don't, I don't deserve the compliment. I'm not really pretty athletic, whatever the compliment is, you know, like we don't feel like we deserve it. And then we completely, you know, go to the someone else who we think is better than us or whatever. So anyway, yeah, can, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But. It can be shame or it can even, it can even, even be your rules around it. You're my, someone might be like, yeah, hey, you did a good job. And you might be like, oh, typically I do a good job when I am tired and I've worked for two, three years. And I feel like, like I'm getting sick and I've given in my all. And I know I've given in my all. Then someone says, good job. I can be like, okay, thank you. But gosh, I just did you know, two days of work and I'm not even near depletion. So I don't think you do a good job. So I'm rejecting it, not because you're inadequate, but your rule of how it has to look like doesn't match situation. Right. Yes, absolutely. So I, I do know that we have to wrap this up, but I have one question. I just am so wanting to ask you. Yeah. I'm curious what you think about mental telepathy. And if you think that we as a collective are like headed in that direction as more and more people are kind of like opening up that third eye and opening their minds more and having 
I, I feel like people are having more energetic experiences yep. than I ever remember hearing about as a child. And maybe that's because yeah. I was in the US, but I'm curious what you think about that. Well, I I think it's our natural state. I think it's the opposite. I think everybody at birth, like, you know, we have access to that and we're closer to that and we're doing that. But through life, we're exposed to so many different you know, external factors, uh, whether it's trauma, whether it's like, you know, Wi-Fi, radio towers, whatever, whether it's um, geographic, you know, um, stress, you know, the air, the chemicals that we eat, like, and, and which, you know, the entire way we live, which puts our body and system in fight or flight and primal, making it harder to access what's supposed to be natural for us, because now our energy is is being put to treading water and surviving and, and and putting out fires that all these external factors put in to where now, you know, instead of us having 100% of the time being connected to our intuition, now we're spending 99% of our time just staying afloat and not even to add, the, you know, the, 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 you know, the stresses, the, the lack of abundance or the bills or the heartache. Now, when you throw all of that in the, you know, the, the human that was supposed to come here and give their gift and, and live their purpose now spends most of their life just getting out of the rat race, mentally, emotionally, energetically, mm-hmm. and then calling it a life, right? So I don't think it's something that we're heading towards. I think it's something that we're born with that gets buried, that we're having to do detoxes and getting into spiritual awakenings so we can be in touch with what's natural, but it's become very foreign to all of us. So it almost seems like instead of like going in that direction, we are coming back to Absolutely. our because true essence and look, I mean, look going backwards, which I've been saying, I mean, even just like with the earth and how we treat the earth and the foods that we eat, you know, let's get back to like who we were base, sort of all look here. Look at the stories <laughs> that we had back in the day. Like if you look at all these stories of, you know, humans lived longer, you know, we were taller, you know, they could, they can do things that we can't do now. It seems like back in the day when there was not a lot of these environmental factors messing with us that we could do more. We had more access to the abilities back in the day. And as, you know, as we could become more modern, you know, things have become more modernized with, with, with technology, with, with everything, you know, um, all of a sudden it's just, we, we just lose more and more and more and more in touch mm-hmm. with what was easily done back in the day. Right. And now mm-hmm. when we hear those stories, we're like, whoa, wow, too good to be true. Or that's crazy. But we don't realize that could be your, us in our natural peak form. Right. But we just can't. It's too far out of our concept of reality. Therefore, we think it's, you know, based with that mixed with, you know, the culture making things super unattainable. We think it's outside of us that we have to work for it and die for it to be there versus like that's our natural space. You just have to be able to return to it, tap into it. And when you do, you'll be, blown away with what people can access and if you want to go down the rabbit hole i mean they have the classified documents from cia from 30 40 years ago and you can look at it it's public domain of all the experiments they've done with remote viewing with studying intuition with studying people that had gifts it's not something that's sci-fi it's public government documents they classify doing it 30 40 years ago they've existed it's just that again it's not you know it's 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 not being taught. It's not something mm-hmm. that's 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 normalized. It's something that's you know um, fantasized. It's like a sci-fi in a movie and all these different things where you start thinking that it's outside of you versus 
you know, something that you were born with. It's actually inside of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Super interesting. I know. Oh, we, wow. I know we need yeah. to wrap this up and we would love for you to share for, with our listeners where people can find you. I, you mentioned you have a retreat center. If you want to yep. talk about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, retreat center, typically we, we, we do events, um, in them, um, but most of our events we do we do virtually or we're, we have actually outgrown the retreat center so we're looking at bigger venues but we do have a retreat center for people that you know they go through our certification classes and we do most of them in the retreat center but um find me it's instagram facebook tiktok spiritual activator i mean i post most of my the best stuff that i have in there um you know and there's like hundreds and hundreds of hours of like literally my best stuff because my goal is to spread the knowledge and make it make make it mainstream make it to where it's accessible so my best stuff is out there for free and you know if you follow me on instagram or tiktok and just and or, or facebook and or even youtube and just go on a binge then you you'll learn a lot of the actual you know practical techniques tools that you can use daily and when you use them they you know you, you experience a a difference same day or when you do them as well so i i give a lot of my best stuff that gets quick results. They're all out there online for free. Amazing. Well, thank, yeah. I mean, you're just so generous with all of your talents and gifts and insight that you're sharing with the world. So thank you for that. And Oliver, one final question we love to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? The art of living well, I feel is shooting for, even if it's 1% better every single day, doesn't matter. Like, you know, are you, and it can be like today you felt like you were talking negatively to yourself and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to say something, one thing positive, or you're like, I don't like self-care, but let me do it even just for a minute. It's like this 1% might seem like they're incremental changes. Cause a lot of times people beat themselves up when they're like, I want to go all in. I want to, I want to do 200% better in a day, but I don't understand the power of compound. If you do 1%. Uh, you know, better a day. And that's all you focus on for 365 days in a year. I forget I we did the math. If you compound, it's like 3000 to 4,000%, something crazy better than you were day one, right? Not just, not just 200% better, like you're you know, exponentially better. And all you're focusing on is something like, can I be 1% better today in any area of life? Any, any, right? So I feel like once you have that and you're focused on just, you know what? It's not about perfection. It's about progress. It can look, it can look different. It can be like, shoot, today I want to force myself to work, but you know what? I'm gonna sleep in or give myself rest because I want to take care of my body. That can be one percent better. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It's just like in any area that you that you that you want. It can be like, you know what? Today I normally don't read. I'm gonna read five pages, or I normally read five. I'm gonna read five and a half. It doesn't have to be huge. It just has to be a little bit. So one percent in any area that that you feel inspired. You know, it could be like, shoot, typically I don't take breaks. I'm going to watch comedy. Fine. Mm. And I won't judge myself for it. You know what I mean? It can be those things. It doesn't have to be something like, you know, something ridiculous. It can be in any area. Okay. I love, I love that you said the comedy and just like taking a break, because I think yeah. sometimes people think we have to be doing something to get yep. to that 1% or whatever it's compounded for the year, but actually doing less can be more fulfilling and give you more. So and or it do doesn't it. have to be anything intense. I mean, it, mm -mm. it can be something simple, like you said, reading a half a page more than you normally would. Like, right, exactly. yeah. absolutely. And, and people miss out on the, on that part of like it can really be so simple to where mm -hmm. everybody can everybody can win. Everybody. Right. 
Yeah. And it's free. And it's free. Yes. Thank you so much, Oliver, for your time today. This has been just truly like enlightening and really fun and energizing conversation. So we look forward to having you back on. I look forward to it. Stephanie, <laughs> Arnie, thank you so much for having me. Enjoy that new baby. Yeah. I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.